It's time to take a look at our featured mag of the day today. And I'm delighted because the very lovely Hannah Watson joins me from the mag. Hello, Hannah. Hi, Jill. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, really good. Oh, good. I, I feel as if I haven't spoken to you in ages. The last time I spoke to you, you were about to go and prepare a massive big meal for your friends. I think you were all having a big... Uh, oh my gosh, was that before Christmas? Yes, it was a big oh, Christmas lunch. Funny. That was a long time ago. It was a bit. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was very good. Lots of food, lots of booze. But now I'm on a bit of a health kick. Um, I'm going away twice over the summer, so I'm kind of in Operation Bikini, trying to get fit. And I'm 30 this year, so it's like fit for 30. That's my motto at the minute. Oh, my goodness. Do you know, I'm so jealous. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> sort of 40 in the next year. <laughs> so we've got 10 years between us. 40 is the new 30. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, how old is that? That still makes you even younger then. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh, never mind. Where are you going over the summer? Uh, I'm going to Barcelona to Primavera Festival. And then in August, I'm going to the States and going to New York and Boston. Oh, so jealous. Well, listen, if you need a travelling companion, <laughs> you know where I am. Okay, I'll bear that in mind. <laughs> anyway, listen, we've got loads and loads to get through today. We've got some great stories from Take a Break magazine. The brand new issue is out and we're starting off with our first story, which is, Oi, sis, you've got my body. Yeah, so this is from a lady called Amanda. So Amanda stood in front of the mirror and she saw a reflection of a slim-toned figure wearing a pair of shorts and a bikini top. But unfortunately, it wasn't her. Her body was the one next to it, chubby and self-conscious in baggy clothes. She was only 11, but as she got ready next to her 16-year-old sister, she felt unattractive. Suzanne, her sister, was everything she wasn't, cool, slim and confident. She wished she was like her. They were on holiday in Florida with their dad. They were supposed to be enjoying themselves, but she was too embarrassed to even get in the pool. The years passed and Suzanne remained a slim size 10, while Amanda's weight crept up. By the time she was 16, she was a size 18. As the family wedding approached, Suzanne tried to help her choose an outfit, but she didn't know what to wear. She knew that Suzanne would be wearing something slinky, but in the end, Amanda wore a shapeless blue shirt with trousers and hoped no one would notice her. Her plan was going well until she hit the dance floor at the reception. She was shuffling from side to side when the music stopped. The DJ took the microphone and said, This one's for you, Amanda. There was a silence, then suddenly Mr Blobby's song began to play. As everyone laughed, her face was hot and she could feel tears in her eyes, but she thought, Don't you dare, Amanda. She'd never let anyone know how she felt about her weight, so she smiled and laughed along with the others. Time passed and when she finished school, Suzanne announced that she was getting married. Then she asked Amanda, will you be my bridesmaid? She was filled with dread at the thought of wearing a dress. She wanted to say, have you gone mad? But instead she beamed and said, of course. Suzanne picked her out a lilac satin frock. And on the day she stood next to Suzanne, who looked amazing in a white A-line gown. She felt ten times her size. A voice in her head told her she would never have a wedding of her own. She'd never even had a boyfriend. She didn't dare approach a man in case he rejected her, and lads in clubs would shout fatty at her. She didn't want them to see that they'd got to her, so she'd laugh along and say, yeah, nice one, I've never heard that before. Years passed and she got a job in a school, but evenings were lonely, so she filled them with food. She'd buy a large packet of sausage rolls, get a Chinese takeaway or a KFC, and eat them all in front of the TV. And by the time she was 28, she was almost 23 stone. She struggled to find clothes to fit her and avoided having her picture taken. Plus, she was constantly tired and out of breath. One day, she was just about to pick up the phone to order a Chinese when her mum, Barbara, phoned her. She said, I've got something to tell you. What is it, said Amanda. 
Her mum said, I've got ovarian cancer. Afterwards, she rang Suzanne and they cried together. And when she put the phone down, she made a decision. The shock of mum's news had make her, made her think about her own health. She'd spent too long denying the effect her weight was having on her body. She finally had decided it was time to do something about it. So when Suzanne came over for a cup of tea, they sat down at the kitchen table and Amanda said, I'm going on a diet, I can't keep living like this. She told her how unhappy she was with her weight. Suzanne said, I knew you were sad about it. You seem to be hiding behind your bubbly personality a lot of the time. How did you know, she asked. Because I'm your sister, said Suzanne. She took her hand and said, if it'll make you happier to lose weight, I'll support you. So with Suzanne's support, she threw out all the sausage rolls in the cupboard and joined a local slimming group. She stopped going to KFC and started cooking vegetables, eating fruit, and she also took up swimming. When Suzanne came over, they'd go for long walks in the countryside, and whenever she popped round to her place for tea, she'd cook something healthy to keep her on track. I'm really proud of you, she said. I know you can do it. And slowly, Amanda lost weight, and she realised something. When she was out with Suzanne, she no longer felt like the ugly sister. For the first time, she stopped comparing herself to her and began to like who she was. Then they had some wonderful news. Their mum was declared cancer-free. They went out to a bar with their cousin Claire to celebrate. This time she didn't wear a baggy blouse but a black sequin dress. As the night wore on, instead of men calling her fat, they complimented her and offered to buy her drinks. No thanks, she said, I'm out with my cousin. Eighteen months after she'd started her diet, she'd lost a total of 11 stone. She rang Suzanne to tell her and she said, that's a whole person. Yes, said Amanda, I've lost an entire you. After that, she chucked out her blue blouse and filled her wardrobe with colourful dresses and high heels. Suzanne and her even started swapping clothes like teenagers. Then one day she was walking to the shops from her house when a family friend stopped her. Nice to see you, Suzanne, she said. It's Amanda, said Amanda. She looked surprised and said, I'm so sorry. Please don't apologise, said Amanda. It's the biggest compliment ever. Now she's enjoying her newfound confidence. Her weight loss has brought her and Suzanne even closer together and she's glad that her sister was a huge part in helping her. Oh, isn't that lovely that she's managed to lose all that weight and, and that her mother is also yeah. uh, better and declared cancer-free yeah. as well. Sometimes it's always, it takes a bit of a sort of scary situation like that to give you kick up the bum sometimes. I oh, think. absolutely. It's just spurred her into action. Yeah. And, um, you know, apart from the fact that, you know, she's obviously looking a lot better, it's, it's the fact that, you know, being that way is not good for your heart. It's not good no. for, you know, there's so many complications that the, that kind of... Uh, weight can bring like diabetes so yeah absolutely I think I read this morning that one in 11 people in the UK now has diabetes it's absolutely incredible due to obesity yeah yep and there's about a million people in the UK that don't even know they have diabetes so it's it's frightening the statistics are really really frightening but um good for her and uh let's hope she manages to keep the weight off and uh keep feeling fabulous because that's what it's all about as well okay listen let's move on to our next story from take a break magazine and uh oh my goodness this is like my worst nightmare (laughs) and the bride is naked Okay, so this is from a lady called Alison. So Alison hopped onto the chair and began flicking through her bridal magazine as the hairdresser got to work snipping away. She told her hairdresser Tracy about her big day. We haven't set a date yet, said Alison, but it's never too early to start planning. You're right, Tracy began. Then suddenly she stopped. She peered at Alison's scalp and pointed to a spot above her right ear. Do you know you've got a bald patch here? No, how big? About the size of a 10p piece, she said. Keep an eye on it. 
I will do, Alison promised, but she didn't give it much thought, until one evening a few days later, she was getting ready for a night out with her fiancé Rob. She usually kept her long blonde hair natural and wavy, but on this occasion she decided to straighten it. She sat on her bed and set to work, but by the time she'd finished, her duvet was covered in hair. She thought, that's not right. And over the next few weeks, whenever she washed or brushed her hair, she noticed a lot. Uh, she lost more than usual. She said to Rob, do you think I should see a doctor? There's no harm in getting it checked out, he replied. Rob usually avoided the GP, so she knew that her hair loss must be noticeable. She made an appointment and explained her symptoms to the doctor. He examined her scalp and said, it looks like you have alopecia areata. Her immune system was attacking her hair follicles by mistake. How can I stop it, she said. First, we need to find out if it's a symptom of something else. She had blood tests, but they all came back negative. The only explanation the doctor could give was that her hair loss was due to stress. Will it grow back or will it continue to fall out, she said. I can't say, he replied. Each case is different. Alison was crushed. Her thick locks had always been one of her best features. Now she dreaded to think how she was going to look. She went online to find out more, and what she discovered left her reeling. It was possible that all her hair could fall out and never grow back. That night in bed, she closed her eyes and tried to drift off to sleep, but she was haunted by an image of a bride walking down the aisle completely bald, and as, it, as she came into focus, she realised it was her. She shook Rob awake and said, I can't get married. He stared at her. I'm sorry, she said, but I can't be a bored bride. Okay, he said, let's just put it on the back burner. I want you to be happy. In time, she was prescribed medication and steroid cream to help her hair loss, but it didn't work. Her hair became so thin that Tracy had to cut it into a bob. Then a fortnight on, she clipped it into a boyish crop. As she held up the mirror for her to see the back of her head, it was all Alison could do not to burst into tears. Next day, her and Rob travelled from their home to a specialist wig shop in London. Inside the shop, the assistant brought out an array of styles. She pointed to a long blonde one and said, I like that. It's similar to your old do, said Rob. But when she put it on, it didn't look or feel anything like her old hair. It's so fake, she said, welling up. Rob put his arms around her and said, don't lose hope. She tried on a few more styles and eventually settled on a short strawberry blonde number. But she found it really itchy and when people complimented on her, she felt uncomfortable. In the end, she stopped wearing it and she made a bold decision. By now, her hair was very patchy. So one afternoon, she went up to the bathroom and took took one of Rob's razors. She set to work and what was left of her hair, she shaved off every single remaining strand until there wasn't one left. She put the razor down and looked in the mirror. She thought it would hit her hard, but as she gazed at her reflection, she felt relieved. Yes, she was bald, but at least she was in control. And when her eyebrows and lashes fell out, Rob and her decided to treat themselves to a holiday. They went to Lanzarote, and she packed an impressive array of sun hats and wore a grey flat cap to the airport. But when she approached the security check, the guard said, "'Remove your hat, please.' A jolt of panic shot through her. Outside of her house, no one had ever seen her without a hat or wig. She glanced at Rob for support, but he was too busy putting his bag on the conveyor belt. She didn't want to make a scene, so she whipped off the cap, preparing for gasps and stares. But no one batted an eyelid. And as she walked through the security check, she thought, well, that was easy. For the rest of the holiday, she was hat-free and carefree, and her confidence soared. It made her think about everything she was putting off, and she came to a decision. One evening, she said to Rob, I think I'm ready. For what, he said. To make an honest man of you, she replied. He broke into the biggest smile and said, you sure? I've never been surer, she said. And there's one other thing. She started to explain to Rob and he grinned. I wouldn't want you any other way, he said. They booked a venue and started looking for a dress. They told their friends and set the date for six months later. 
On the day she went to her friend Nikki's house, she helped her into an ivory gown, which she teamed with silver earrings. Then they travelled to the register office. Outside she took a deep breath, then she stepped forward through the door and began to walk down the aisle with her bald head held high. As she passed by, her guests turned to look at her. For some, it was the first time they'd seen her without her hair, but no one gawped. In fact, all she saw made her all she saw as she made her way towards Rob was wall-to-wall smiles. She felt as though she was walking on air. The ceremony began, and afterwards, Rob and her joined their families and friends for a reception. People came up to her and said, "You look amazing," and hair or no hair, she really felt it. As they headed home, she said to Rob, "This is the happiest I've ever been." She'd thought she couldn't be a bull bride, but she was so wrong. It took her wedding day for her to finally embrace the real her, stripped, naked and beautiful, and now she's never looking back. Do you know, it's... it's uh, uh, A woman's hair is her crowning glory, and I can only imagine from, you know, myself... I mean, I have very fine hair, and I hate it. I have hair extensions because of it. Mm. Um, but to lose... Your hair must be absolutely oh gosh, crushing. Imagine. I'd be heartbroken. I've got really long hair and I feel like, you know, I, I can't imagine it having it even cut shorter, never mind losing it all. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, my hair is long, but, you know, th- to have it all fall out and be patchy and bald like yeah. that and then you know to to lose your eyebrows and your eyelashes as well yeah. that must just be absolutely crushing it really must be but you know it's incredible the way that the you know the human mind works and how yeah. resilient um you can end up being and how you know not only other people have managed to embrace it but she's managed mm. to embrace it herself which is the most yeah. important thing and you know what in the picture she looks absolutely great and really happy and beautiful Brilliant. Oh, well, do you know something? Two happy endings today with two fantastic <laughs> stories from Take a Break magazine. Thank you so much for joining us, Hannah. And You're obviously, welcome. if anybody wants to get the brand new copy, it is out. Uh, so do go out and get it. But if you can and you want to take a look online, have you got the fully accessible web address? Yeah, it's www.takeabreak.co.uk. Fantastic. Hannah Watson, feature writer from Take a Break magazine. Thank you so much for joining us here on RNIB Connect Radio. Thanks, Jill.